Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit in Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And in this action-packed episode, which is so action-packed, we have two special guests. One is a co-host, and the other one is an actual guest. The co-host is... Jude! Jude! And the guest is... Elliot! Elliot! And you're a returning guest, by the way. I am. This is my second stint. The yeah. second stint on Got Fit in Japan. <laughs> well, here, we better crack another beer. Here's one for you and one yeah. for me. And um, you know what we should be doing? We should be doing this on the TikTok thing. All right, I told uh, you yeah. guys about TikTok. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Dude, you guys want to do a TikTok video? Is that good for... It's like 15 seconds, but is that good for uh, audio? Probably not. Yeah. Fuck it. Nah, I don't know. Nope. But what is TikTok? I explained it to you guys, right? What is TikTok? TikTok, from what I understood, from what you told me, is uh, a... It's basically Vine, if people know what Vine is, but it's linked in with iTunes, and you can basically put any song you want from iTunes in there because it's, the videos last about 15 seconds. When you go to TikTok, when you sign up for it, all it is is just a bunch of videos. You can just scroll through these videos, one after another, after another, after another. So, all right, please tell the faders, what do you see? Uh, it's just cute Japanese chicks, basically, at this point. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. Oh, here's cars. I cool. Parking lots and cars. Parking lots. Not, not very interesting. That's fascinating. Disappointed. Okay, here we go. What's yeah. this? Uh, a dance. Girl. A very pretty girl. Holy shit. This is, oh, potentially <laughs> X-rated. <laughs> potentially. Okay, moving forward. Come on, dude. We don't want to get boners on your couch. Let's sit a little bit too close. <laughs> Yo, yeah, okay, you're right. I better turn this away. Okay, well, we do have TikTok on Got Fitted Japan. So if you want to check out our TikTok page, just Google TikTok Got Fitted Japan, and you'll just see pictures of us drinking beers for 15 seconds. And if you want, I might get sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything for this show. I'm, I'm a dirty whore. The requests haven't come in for that yet. <laughs> no, they never will. They never will. Oh, shit. And Faders, this is episode number three, no, 438. And as you find, folks, no, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, this case three dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And Elliot, we're so lucky to have you here. Thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, dude. Um, so we got you here because, all right. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> You're such a busy person. You had one band, mm-hmm. and that band kind of dissolved for a minute, and then it got back together. But in that kind of like a downtime, you started a second band. Mm, essentially, yeah. I mean, the second band was always there. I'd been working on it uh, as like a, a studio project, and then it became a live project. At the same time that the other band kind of <clears throat> took a hiatus. Mm-hmm. So that it basically just took over and... Uh, uh, became another full-time live band, and then now I, and now the other ones come back to full steam again. I now have two. Now you're screwed. Band. Yeah, basically <laughs> now I've got my hands full. Yeah. So. And the first band is, of course, uh, the first. Well, which, which order do you want to put it in? Okay, uh, the band that I know you originally from. Originally from would be Entrada. <laughs> Entrada, yeah, yes, yeah. and Entrada, and so Entrada basically it kind of fell apart because your drummer went back to England. Basically, yeah. I mean, this is the the pitfalls of being a, a foreign band in Japan is that the uh, members might leave, you know, and this yeah. is what happens. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt 
uh, God bless him was like I'm going to go back and study in London so off he goes and does that and then mm. uh, that was awesome yeah good guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. awesome and uh, I hope he's doing really well over there and then um, we got uh, yeah so we got a new drummer for who's the new well. drummer a guy called Kenji Kenji I, I don't think Kenji's gonna go home yeah no he's, he's pretty he's pretty settled here yeah. so. <laughs> if he does go home we remove, we remove that danger straight away so yeah, yeah problem solved <laughs> <laughs> we learned our lesson the first time so okay so now you got Kenji and Entrada's back and Entrada do you, you guys have a new album uh, we have we've been writing new songs so uh, we have an, basically there's a lot of back material that we haven't released and we have new stuff that we are yet to release so we could probably package it all together as a an album or maybe an EP um, and yeah do it from there awesome it out. awesome awesome and um, of course you know we're going to play your song at the end of the show if that's cool Over. and we're going to have links down uh, down down in the show notes check them out faders uh, we're going to have website and uh, you've got a Patreon page where people can give you money right mm. The Patreon page is for the other bands, for the Code of Deco. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. so don't give these guys any money. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your wallets where they're safe. <laughs> In the safe. And so, okay. So then, all right, let's talk about the other band, the new band, which is kind of not as new, but it's new for the world. It's new for the world, yeah. We it's kind of uh, launched that um, kind of live last year. Uh, or, yeah, kind of middle of last year, we had uh, our first single release and then a new single coming out later this in the next few months, actually. Cool. Um, and, yeah, so that that's a very different genre. This is a synth, synth wave, new wave, uh, sort of 80s-inspired uh, band, uh, like a two-piece but with extra instrumentation for the live show. Is it, it's kind of similar to Daft Punk, but more 80s. It's like more like early Daft Punk, right? Mm, I wouldn't, I don't know. I've never thought of Daft Punk as slotting into the the genre call list, but it's, mm. uh, I don't know, it's got a bit of, um, I don't know, a bit of Depeche Mode in there. It's got a bit of... Uh, Love Depeche Mode. Yeah. It's got, and uh, a bit of kind of more modern kind of Electro Clash kind of thing as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... Yeah. <coughs> Don't check on it. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just so stoked. I'm coughing. I'm choking on my beard. Jude, ask him a question while I die. <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah. Um, right, yeah I'm interested to hear. I haven't heard anything from it. But, yeah, man, um, I was a little bit uh, down when you guys went and tried to broke up. I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, it's, that was it, sad. It took me back, really, the, 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 you know, that many people were bummed out. I was like, you know, didn't, yeah, we had like dude, a, a, a last are, show. And yeah, everything. you guys are kicking it pretty hard. I mean, you know, you guys were the... We've been in the scene for like four years now. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Well, what inspired you to do this different kind of music? Because Intrada in this band is completely different. Mm. You know, I mean, it's like completely ge- different genres. Uh, it was basically I was uh, I was approached to uh, by my bandmate uh, Hazus. He was asked if I would like to sing on a track that he'd written, so he sent it over. And normally in those situations, you know, as a as a musician in a band, you, you get that sometimes and. You take it with a pinch of salt. Sometimes you're like, mm, that's all right. Or you know, kind of be polite. But this, I heard it and I was like, this is actually really fucking good stuff. So, so your friend basically came to you and was like, I got a song. I want you to hear it. Yeah. And maybe help me work on it. Exactly. Chew on it. Exactly. So then that was the first thing. I went and, and did that. I ended up kind of working on uh, expanding the lyrics and kind of helped with the the song generally. And then it was like, then, then there was more material. There's more stuff to work on. There was a, mm. a whole catalogue of, of tracks that I then kind of uh, worked through with him writing writing lyrics and uh, and melody and um, and then when it became the, the live show then it became like instrumentation and 
um, performance and yeah so it's just kind of it's just mm. grown like literally from a from a studio project to a, a live um, uh, bringing the live element in and, and yeah it's getting it's getting somewhere that's cool and how do you perform live if you're using so many different machines uh, yeah it's so it's uh, the live show is complex but it's uh, it's unique. It's not you know it, it, with Intrada, for example, it's plug and play. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I just plug my guitar in, and if the sound's good from the monitor, that's great. If yeah, not, then I can, I can manage it. Yeah, it's a bit more punk, right? So with this one, it's a lot more managed. Like there, there isn't really any room for error. So it's about um, and also like as, as a, a goal for a band, you you know for Intrada, it's like the energy, the live show. For this band, it's like. For, uh, to be able to present the sound in in the highest quality possible live, you know mm. that's the goal. To give you the the best experience of hearing the music live, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, yeah, there's a lot of work that's gone into to putting together the logistics of that. Um, it's got to the stage now where we have we have a a whole desk for ourselves that we bring on and we run everything through this. We have a backing track machine that runs the. Uh, the the tracks of the the backing individually as instruments, which we then line into the desk. Um, I've learned a lot. <laughs> Basically, I've learned how to to manage the, a lot of elements um, that I had no idea about before this, but now it's come together. Jesus, man! When I used to DJ, I remember when um, when computers came into play, right? Mm. And before it was just two turntables. You know, everybody brought their records and stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day, some guy brought up a computer and he's fucking with the the mixer, right? He's unplugging stuff and plugging stuff in or whatever. And then the guy after him had to come in and like put everything back together and stuff. And I remember that being a pain in the ass. And that's only fucking four chords. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Right. And and for you to come in with, I mean, how many machines do you have? Like what, six, eight, ten? Well, we have like four synths on stage then we got the uh, guitar bass um we have we can have the option of using live drums or we have everything on the backing as well if necessary mm-hmm. um and then that roots all through a desk which then roots through our in-ears and then uh yeah mm-hmm. with a click and everything and it's we've got it we i've figured it out <laughs> we figured it out but uh it's it was a long it was a long journey to get to this stage yeah like how do you this is tokyo how do you move that kind of equipment do you have to rent a truck we do yeah we have rent a, a truck we have, we have a, a regular guy that we go to who's very uh very handy um, he's got a guy I we have a guy he's, he's got, got a guy yeah i got a guy he's got a truck don't worry about <laughs> it how long does it take for you guys to set up uh, well, this this is something we're working on because we're doing more. But basically, we, but previously we've been doing like pop up shows. So you'd be able, we'd be the only band, and we'd be have all the time we needed to set up and get everything ready. So you could mm-hmm. do it the day before, you could do it like the afternoon before, and mm-hmm. sound check and stuff. But now we're doing more into the the, the sort of standard live scene of, of of Tokyo that we have to accommodate the fact that you're going to be playing between bands or after bands or mm-hmm. um there's other bands basically so you got to uh, do it with dj breaks yeah 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 so it, we basically have streamlined the setup it takes maybe 10 15 minutes now oh, to get that's not fully done yeah it's about standard right? it's, it's like all. limits of standard yeah, yeah, limits, yeah. yeah i would say for, yeah. for when you're like you're wasted setting up yeah yeah right <laughs> i can't be man i gotta be on point <laughs> like knowing which cable goes where and you well, know you, you can so. pretend you're wasted just to take the extra time <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry guys let me oh, just give me five more minutes yeah hey, anybody know a joke <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah it's working out that's awesome. And what inspired like the '80s stuff? It's just the the, the root of the the influences, you know. 
It's um, it's the. I mean, did you grow up in eighties music? Oh, of course, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Like, so, what were you listening to, like in the UK in the eighties? Well, I'm not that old, but the um, as in like what I was. Oh, did I give it to, away? <laughs> we're old guys the, over here. The background music at that time is just part of my musical history, and you know? it's just part of uh, what I understand. And it's not, it's not vintage for me. It's like relevant as for a time that I. Uh, was listening to it so yeah I mean uh, I, I listened to Zeppelin and you know freaking Hendrix and he died before I was born so. right exactly mm-hmm. yeah, I, I understand the sound you know I know yeah. the, the music and exactly. and uh, where it comes from we kind of put, try and put that in you kind of uh, get inspiration from different areas you know well, when you come up with a song like that, like like a highly digital song, what do you start with? Do you start with like a melody? Like, are you in the shower? You're like, do 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 do. Isn't that like, a oh my god! Song <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a composer. I'm, I'm surrounded by you guys and stuff. that are both like music guys. So I want to. Like, I was a DJ, and DJ's like, huh? If I play other people's music, people are gonna love me. Awesome. I'm in. You know. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's basically what DJs are. You know. So, but I mean, for you guys, you guys actually, you know, you, you're on the creative side. You come up with the music, you put it all together and stuff. And, and for me, that's that's absolutely fantastic. I, I I cherish that kind of stuff. You know, that that creativity is just something that I can't I can't mimic or touch or have anything to do with because I just don't have that bone in my body. You know, well, it's the same principle. Like if you are a, a DJ, you're you're wanting to connect to the people in the room and you want to give them an experience from what you choose and do with the sounds that you're available to you as a as a creative musician your goal is to connect in the same way but through your own imagination through your own ideas and you you want to you want you want to reach people firstly because as a dj the audience is there you know mm-hmm. they've yeah, got they, you but that's kind of a conundrum i've always dealt with actually to yeah so that when i grew up playing the game i played since i was a kid I, I grew up basically it was kind of a filter i kind of saw like myself it was just like a filter of things coming out of me that's how i played just by myself or yeah whatever. and uh that's how I what I just played whatever came to mind, whatever I felt. Kind yeah. Of. But then when I got into bands, it's kind of I had to kind of curb that to the likability of the music. Now now it's like I'm playing not only for the crowd but for the other bandmates too. It's like we had to come together as like I don't want to say a compromise, but you know a, a coming together, a unity, of yeah. sound rather than what came from me initially. How I, how I used to play by myself. So. Well, it's like. There, there is a compromise. There's always a compromise in, in music in, in music as a creative because it's uh, about how palatable, how receivable it is. So if it was just like, if I just wanted to be my thoughts on a page, you would just put that out there. But maybe that doesn't sound so good. Maybe that's right. not going to connect as well. It's it's about like finding the, the vehicle for the feelings you want to project um, through the music. And so... Um, yeah, there's definitely there's always a compromise, but it's like the compromise is ultimately to um, channel the the idea uh, more uh, coherently to the audience, basically. Mm. In that case, there, do you come up with the lyrics first? Then uh, it can happen that way, but it, it's rare for me. I've, I've always been someone that writes better working to a um, established melody. So if I'm writing, I'll write the. The, the music first and then I'll kind of improvise where I know singing will be mm-hmm. and I'll improvise the the melody that then might be solidified into the actual song or maybe I'll maybe think oh that, uh, that maybe needs to change and then once all that's done then for me it's that I enjoy the challenge of then fitting the the lyrics into what's already there like the syllable counts the the rhythms and the 
<clears throat> the sounds, like the consonant sounds of what's going to come in the in the verses and like the chorus and just about. I, I enjoy that that part mm-hmm. that way around. If I just it, wrote lyrics first, it'd be like more like poetry that I write and then want to project through music whereas mm. I, I like to kind of have the music established first and then mm. try to channel what I want to say through that you see what I mean is that what you do no I do I completely do uh, is that what you guys do at the Matekis well for us it's a bit different because Mike doesn't play mm. so um, like I, I basically we usually come up with the music first I think usually mm-hmm. it's usually me or me or Yochan recently most recently Mike does write some of the tunes too of course but uh yeah, in our, in our last album especially, it's like when Yochan and I would write the tune, then mm-hmm. uh, I would I would just tell Mike the basic idea I had in my head. And I and sometimes I tell him, like, you know, I want, I would like the melody of the song to be sung this way. Mm-hmm. But I let him decide on the lyrics. I'm just, the lyric, lyrics, I used to write my own lyrics and stuff. I'm horrible. Like, I, I revise it so many times. Or I'll just, like, I'll write a song and it's like, wait, that's awesome. And then, like, the next day, I'm like, this sucks. I'll throw it away. <laughs> that's the word. Like, playing the, the music is okay, but lyrics, I'm such a perfectionist with that mm. I, just, I just gave up writing lyrics myself. Just, do you I ever? Suck. I think it, I'll think it sounds awesome. Then it's like, dude, this is so fucking cheesy. It's like, wow, oh, man. Do you ever get that kind of blocker? That's, I mean, that's the, the pitfall, isn't it? You, don't, you want to avoid the cheese factor. You want to, yeah. like, you want to. Like sometimes what you are putting, so for example, if it's a love song, like there's, it's, well, I mean, it's the most common form of song. There's so many mm. cliches, there's mm. so many tropes, yeah. there's right. so many kind of things, and it's about like how to circumvent those uh, tropes and, and issues that you might get with those kind of uh, those styles of songs. So. Right. Yeah, being cheesy is a, is a is a danger, but it's kind of fun trying to figure out how not to be like how to be subversive uh, or how yeah, to be yeah. more kind of uh, esoteric with the idea, and that can, um, yeah, that's part of the fun. Okay, part, right, yeah. right. Do you ever have any kind of disagreements with your bandmates while writing songs? For example, you write a song that you want to be more like a hardcore song, and then maybe somebody like Mike wants it to be more of a romantic song or something, or vice versa. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at 
www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. So basically, you're like, yeah, this is a love song. I want it to be about like friendship and children. He's like, fuck that, dude. This is the whiskey. You're like, no, no, no. Instead of the whiskey, it's be, please be with me or something, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm not more of a, I'm not really a love song writer myself. But um, well, you know, was, for no, example, not that I'm not, but I mean, with the band, I'm definitely not. I mean, but um, I guess for me, I write like I wrote a tune. It was basically I had this, I had the idea, but I wrote, I read a story about a drone attack. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so in. It was like, yeah. and I had it. It was um, I, I, the lyrics I wanted. Um, do you ever feel the skies falling? It was just kind of like I was imagining myself, like if I were those people in a fucking like you know at a wedding or something, and then fucking drones are attacking. And I was like, that's got to be fucking horrible. So I kind of that was the I, idea. I can't think of anything but worse. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be at a wedding. <laughs> you get your tuxedo, you rent it, you bring like like spilling like wine Nobody on it or something. For drone attacks. Nobody, then, that wasn't in the budget. But, but then, <laughs> the security then, for drone attacks. <laughs> Didn't pay for that. <laughs> oh, this wedding's expensive. <laughs> yeah. So that that theme was that ground theme to was, air that missiles. Theme was, that theme was lost. Oh, the budget's yeah. really fucked now. <laughs> but uh, no, that that song turned into a, a song about getting wasted. <laughs> I think well, wasted, but in a different way, right? <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. We get, we get there's common themes that you, that you have in songs in music, like be it something like love or like getting wasted or, or any mm. any kind of thing that people will connect with. That's the, what the mm. message. That's the part they get but it's the delivery could be like you know allegorical you could write about a drone attack at a wedding and it's like actually you're you have a meaning in that <laughs> you should you know? do yeah. that now dude right, you should totally right. write a song about a drone attack at a wedding Why no not? i basically did i mean that was <laughs> make idea. it a love song <laughs> <laughs> that was a love song oh, i don't know man tragedy there's comedy and tragedy look at our show <laughs> we'll be together for the rest of our lives which is about <laughs> yeah. T minus three minutes <laughs> until the attack strikes yeah. I do oh <laughs> uh, no, 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 yeah it was just kind of a dark these drones are a metaphor for my ever increasing self doubt uh, <laughs> so this, this wedding day uh, oh god yeah. <laughs> oh that's great that's great. Okay. Well, it must be nice, though. I mean, Jude, I mean, you've got, like, three, what, four other people that you got to negotiate with whenever you're coming up with a song and shit mm. about, like, riffs or this or that and stuff. But with, with, like, a band where there's one other person, I mean, how do you solve those, like, disagreements? Is it, like, Pinochle or something? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, uh, We're playing Knuckles, man. The, the, basically, the, the whole musical relationship is built on the fact that we're on the same wavelength. We know what the end result should be. Uh, and if there's... Uh, sort of dis- disagreements. It's it's more about um, you know things that could go either way. It's about like well you, yeah you could try it this way or you could try it this way and then we settle on one. But it's mm-hmm. yeah it's not really like um, yeah it's, it's easier if anything you know you got with uh, with two people it's it's not a democracy <laughs> you know you got just like one way or the other way and you just kind of put your <laughs> put your thoughts forwards you know yeah that's true. Mm. Have you ever had any huge fights about music? I'm sure you have. Um, a long time ago, we had some more disagreements. I mean, I think the more we've come to know each other, we know what's expected in the songwriting process and that kind of thing. I guess for us, I mean, we basically we give uh, the most, I guess, 
credence to the person who comes up with the skeleton of the song. Mm-hmm. So that person, basically, if they don't like something, we kind of like, all right, we try to compromise. But it, it works with our band. I don't know why. With these members that we have, it's, it's usually me, Mike, and Yochan. That's that's who is primarily involved in the writing. So we so you got Paul McCartney, John Lennon, <laughs> Yoko Ono, right? Yeah, right. But no, no, I mean, that, for, for us, it's like, yeah. You don't want a Yoko Ono, that's the end of your band, basically. Yeah, right, right. That's how it works with us, and we, we, we definitely work well together. So. Oh, that's cool. I heard a fact about Yoko Ono recently. Oh, yeah? Yoko Ono. She's from Japan. <laughs> is that the fact? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> hey, man, that's right. Ra- is that racist? I don't even know anymore. No, 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 no. Yoko Ono, did you know she was, like, extremely, like, mega wealthy? Mm. Like, her, before, before. Her family were before, kimono makers or something. No, her, her family was, you know, Misaho Bank? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Really? Oh, well, family yep. established or were part of. Her great, great, great grandfather was one of the guys that developed the bank and stuff. Wow. That's why in the 1950s and 60s, she could go like study English in New York and London and all that Meet stuff. the Beatles. There's got to be an in there somehow, you know. Somebody, yeah. somebody definitely told me that her family were famous kimono makers or something like that. Maybe I was misinformed. misinformed that. I, I, well, I'm, I'm hearing from somebody that told me, so I didn't do any research. Right. That right. would be, like, nice. That would be, like, the good story. <laughs> no, but they were evil no, bankers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were nice kimono makers in Japan. It's like, yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. Well, then again, have you seen her <laughs> art, cultural. dude? It kind of yeah, makes sense, you know? Oh, man. Okay, here we go. We got silence. Well, my wife's home. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Maybe she can get us more beer. <laughs> Actually, I gotta take another whiz. Like another you gotta take a whiz? Right. Again. Really? That's the second cup of I had two cups of coffee, man. Two cups of coffee? Jesus, I've had three bit. beers. How many beers have you had? Two? Two. All right, you gotta catch up. Okay, all right, well, I guess let's take a little break yeah. and then we're gonna come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about music because, I mean, dude, you came all the way here and stuff and I really wanna, like, you know, find out more about your bands and stuff and what you guys are gonna do in the future. Okay. So we'll talk about that and then uh, we'll break into some news. All right, Vaders, thank you very much. We'll definitely see you in about uh, two minutes your time, maybe 20 minutes our time. Who knows? All right, peace. What's up, Vaders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page. So, you've got some upcoming gigs. We do, yeah. I've got quite a few. Um, we have, uh, so, uh, with Entrado, I'm playing uh, Your Night on the twenty. 20- Second, 22nd. Oh, you guys, I swear to God. <laughs> 22nd of Feb. You're great at music, but you're really bad at math. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, in Toronto, we're doing next, uh, next month? That's next month, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be February 20th. Is it 24th, I think, right? 22nd, man. It's like the Friday night. It, yes, it is a Friday. Actually, that night's going to be pretty amazing. Mm. I've got a band that's very rarely played inside a club. These guys, I guess they're they're famous for playing. Well, not famous, but they they always play on the streets. Yeah, they're like a street band. They're called the Million Dollar Dogs. They're like a uh, kind of like a, a retro Beatles esque 
kind of like 1950s band, uh-huh. but they play all over, like the, I guess, like the, uh, what's it called, the Tokyo area, the Yokohama area. They play in like some of the bigger cities over there in like uh, Chiba and shit. And they just play outside of like, like stations. And I was in Yokohama with my wife. We went to Chinatown a couple of weeks, about a month ago, and uh, I heard this band. And I was like, wow, is that a radio? And I walked <laughs> up and I saw these guys like dancing and shit and just going fucking crazy, right, on the street. And I walked up and I was like, this is a band. And they were really, really, really good. Yeah. And so we saw the Million Dollar Dogs perform and shit. And when they when they finished, I was like, yo, what are you guys doing? Are you guys playing outside? They're like, we always play outside. This is what we do. And I was like, do you want to play where it's warm? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not snowing, but it's pretty cold outside, right? And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll play and stuff. So I booked them for that night. And then I was like, okay, now I got to get everything all organized and stuff. And then you guys are playing. That's yeah. going to be one hell of a night. Yeah. It's going to be really, really great. It's going to be really fun. It's a pretty cool fire cover, too. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> you haven't seen the fire cover? Okay, well, never mind. I'll show you later. I'll show you <laughs> oh, later. Oh, wait, with the vinyl with the fire on it. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing that. The, the night before that, we're playing uh, the Berlin night. This is with Intrada. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing the Berlin night in uh, Ruby Room. Room's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, actually, I'm playing with Kudadeka in Ruby Room on the 8th of February. And then um, we're also... Uh, doing like a pop-up show at a, this launch space on the 30th. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Basically, we have a website. We, we will list these things, um, which is uh, com. How do you spell Kudodeko? Kudodeko, so it's uh, K-U-R-O-D-E-K-O. Okay. Com. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people spell it with a C, and I'm like, mm, close, but... Wait, how did you come up with that name? Uh, so Kudodeko in Japanese is black, Mm-hmm. And uh, deco is short for decoration, uh, like deco, like art deco. So it's deco. Japanese and English put together. So it's Jinglish. Essentially, yeah. Mm, but excellent. Makes more sense than a lot of Jinglish I see around Japan. Have <laughs> so. you seen our Instagram page? There's a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. So you got those gigs, Jude. I mean, we might as well plug one of your gigs. What's yeah. going on next well, week? Well, we got your gig at Amp next Friday. Come along. Come along. You shouldn't go there. It's a terrible place. <laughs> Nobody shares that event. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come on. So that's at mm. uh, Knob in Shibuya. And then we got a Dickens show the next day. So mm-hmm. yeah. God, I love the Dickens shows. Yeah, the Dickens shows are fun because when you go to the Dickens shows, it's free to get in, and they give you, like, the most amazing pints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you get actual beer, actual pints of beer. Exactly. God. Yeah, yeah and uh, I, I like the management. John's awesome, too. Food's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and it's actually right up the street. I can, like, walk there sober and walk home drunk or stumble home drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know me, he's cool. Yeah, do you play the Dickens? Oh, we have never played the Dickens. Really? Yeah, it's like never one of the, the yeah, Dickens. never played you know the Dickens. Me and John, they're cool people, man. They, they, but you got to do covers. That's the thing. That's the thing we yeah, have to do covers. Man. We're originals band, so so were we. It's like we were like when we first started, we were like, ah, oh, fuck, we got to learn like twenty five covers. So yeah, we had to hit the studio doing it, but. Once you invest in that, yeah, you kind of you keep the same ones. We hardly ever learn new ones, although we are learning a couple for the next show. But um, yeah, so we, we, you learn those, and then you can invest in your future of getting more gigs. Yeah, and it's a paid gig. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it would be nice, but yeah, as you say, it's kind of a light on the covers, and it's just I've never yeah. gone down that path. No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, it is a kind of a pain in the ass. But okay, if you were going to do a cover, what would you do? Very good question. 
Mm, which band? <laughs> which genre? <laughs> okay, with Entrada. God, with Entrada, what would you do? Ah, would it know. be like more like kind of like what? Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Oh, I'd, I'd love to do like a national song or something. What do you mean? The national. national? The you national, national anthem? anthem? You must know the national the national anthem? anthem? No. The, the band, the national. <laughs> oh, okay. The national. Oh, okay. All right. I get you now. Why don't you, why don't you <laughs> do something? National song. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll do a national anthem. Of, like, <laughs> 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 love to cover that. It's going to sound great on synth. I, you know what? I, I could see you guys doing something like kind of a, a modern or upbeat like Modest Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I would that. say that's like kind of, kind of close though to the sound we have at the moment. So, uh, I, I always like the idea if we do a cover of like tr- doing something that's just completely not that the genre but then putting it into the genre you know mm, yeah. mm. like I used to play in a, a band in uh, in England we did a, a cover of a Kylie Minogue song and it mm. worked out pretty well how long have you which been song mm. um, oh shit how's it going now I've forgotten uh I've forgotten it. Oh. <laughs> I've forgotten it. It's uh, it's the one with the Michelle Gondry video. The um, oh, coming to my world. So come into my world. Won't you pick me up? Okay. Um, that one. So it must have been a different uh, genre than Entrada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like we kind different. of slotted it into the more kind of we had like a kind of dub beat kind of uh, stuff in the background and right. yeah, mm. it's kind of fun. I like that idea of reinventing a song like do some NWA but like your old style <laughs> yeah <laughs> gangsta gangsta well, that's a catchy one I'll have to censor most of the fucking verses but yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> instead of fuck the police how about fudge the police <laughs> that would like fly right Joe skit. you've seen that Adam and Joe skit no where he's like uh, he's got his kids in the car and he's listening to NWA and so he wants to sing the song with the kids but he has to he can't do the full bit so he keeps turning the volume down at the swear words and how could like, you ever fudge the police and yeah <laughs> How could you ever think of the <laughs> NWA is like the worst band to listen to with the kids, you know? I mean, mm. shit. Even when the band broke up and everybody went solo and stuff, even all those bands. I mean, Ice Cube Predator, if you counted how many fucks were in that fucking CD, it would be exactly <laughs> the same as Joe Pesci in the movie Goodfellas. <laughs> It'd be fucking crazy. By the way, Predator was a fucking fantastic scene. You guys listen to hip-hop? You guys into hip-hop at all? I've dabbled. Dabbled? <laughs> all right. well, back home, I'm like... Basically, most of my friends listened to hip hop, so I had to listen to it in the car. Oh, really? When we were driving around, getting wasted, like we used to do. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my yeah, my my <laughs> high school friends got really into hip hop actually, and yeah. I was kind of more into at the time. I was more into like metal. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> yeah. into black sheep. I was into metal and like yeah. kind of the, you know, <laughs> metal. Jeez, oh, I used to be really into days. metal when I was well, I listened younger. to everything. Yeah, me man. Too. Okay, so you guys have absolutely no opinion about any of this this uh, new hip hop or anything the the little guys, uh, well, little the mumble peep, rap. Little ba- well, they get the mumble rap. I actually I appreciate the mumble rap because when I was younger, I I like to like you know like learn the words of like hip hop and stuff like like you know Digable Planet, Stripe Called mm. Quest, Wu Tang, of course, and stuff. But you know, there's certain words you couldn't say, you know. So and now with mumble rap, you can say everything because it's all just mumbling. Like you know, the, the song comes on, you're like, oh shit, I know this one. B- 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 I wonder what the karaoke version's like. It's just... Yeah, dude, and fucking... You sound great. You sound just like them. Mumble rap. Well, 90s was like mumble rock. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a trend. It was all vowels, like Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. 
it's like a homeless it's guy. It's like the no death teeth. of a genre when people just give up singing. They just give up actually like enunciating and then. then you, should, yeah. you should make a song that's all mumbling. Just. <laughs> Come on, you know the words. One, two, three. Four. You know, I've done, I've done performances like that. Like I've done. I've you drank too much of this shit. <laughs> like half finished songs where like we've got to perform it. We've written it into the set. Yeah. But I haven't finished the lyrics, so uh, I'll just. There's there's been times when I've just mumbled my way through lyrics, just singing nonsense syllables like in the in the guise of words. You know. <laughs> <And> right. right. <laughs> Everybody in the band looks at you like what the. Fuck? Everyone in the audience is like, oh, I love that bit. What what, what was the what was the lyrics? I'm like, uh, anyway, <laughs> well, I couldn't even tell you what I did at that moment. But well, just that, say it was about love. That's yeah. it's really funny. Yeah, it's I've, I've, it's had a, this, yeah. I've had this discussion with people. Now you as um as a songwriter may have a different view, but. <clears throat> When I listen to a tune, I don't listen to the, the lyrics. Oh, that's the first thing I hear. So See, that's thing. that yeah. a lot of people. I, I, that's like the last thing I hear. I want to know what the, the they're cor- saying. The chorus, away. yes, the chorus because it's catchy, but like the verses and stuff. I'm listening to all the other instruments. My the, favorite the band's favorite musicians are, are lyric heavy, and it's about that. Right, like for me, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Like the music is the is the when it when it clicks and you get the you know the, the song does its job and you have the right lifts and, and peaks and troughs and dynamics and stuff, but it's like the way the lyrics interplay with that is is the the beauty of it. That's the skill. Ah, okay. You know, so like I mean I listen to the like the melody of the of the the way the singer is like mm. the pitch of the song, yes, but I'm not the exact not exactly what he's saying. I wanna think like what were they thinking when they wrote it, you know? Oh, I, okay, I wanna yeah. know like what's what what's this coming from? Where's this right. coming from? And that you can only get that from the words. I guess, but you wouldn't get that with our drone attack example before. No, <laughs> well sometimes you, there's a there's a there's deeper meaning, you know. <laughs> I still think it's a wonderful love song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the thinking of the words right now. <laughs> oh, man, that's insane. Well, guys, should we break into the news? Go for it. Oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. Okay, all right. So <clears throat> the guest always goes first. So we've got all these articles up here. Um, a couple of these articles we did have from the previous show, but uh, we're going to do anyway just because it's like a different take on like these articles. And actually, the, the last show was like actually a couple of days ago. All right. So Old news. Sorry. Oh, we do have new, sh- new news. We new can news. talk about new news. New news. Well, all <laughs> the news is new, basically. So, all right. Do you want to pick one? Um... Uh, okay, well, the first one. Duck with an arrow in its back, seen in Pond in Tokyo Park. Yeah, we did that <laughs> one last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did, They found a duck with a metal arrow in its back. So some sadist was uh, practicing their aim <laughs> Maybe into, it was a, into a pond. Or, I mean, it could, it could be a blind, guy, a blind guy. Blind guy's like, I've always wanted to shoot an arrow. <laughs> it could have been an accident. Some guy practicing and just goes I've up. never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> or the arrow could have been floating in the... The duck zigged when it should have zagged. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it was coming straight for me. Yeah. Do you know how many arrows I find in the park that are just sitting there? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Those nunchucks, throwing stars, fucking ninjas everywhere. I'll say, when you live in Japan, you know, you stumble across all these well, things. Well, it's funny. In yeah. the U.S., they do actually always, often find arrowheads. Like, there's people who actually... That's but like, those are arrowheads. In England, if you find an arrowhead, it's Roman. There's a, there's a, oh, there's right. a difference. <laughs> hey, they get more money for theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sell your arrowheads. <laughs> we can sell this to a museum. In America, we're like, oh, well, I guess no, I can give this to a kid. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. It's a stone. <laughs> so, yeah, poor, poor duck. But, uh, you know, maybe I hope someone 
put it to good use, made a nice stew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say the arrow. Like I, <laughs> the I, arrow? You, you know can they reuse it. You know, the recyclable, right? <laughs> I've played enough video games to know that you can recollect arrows. I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, that's, really? that's fine. Um, well, if you shoot somebody else, they might get AIDS. It was discovered on Christmas Duck Day. It was discovered on Christmas Day. Ooh. So Christmas present. Maybe it was a, a hit job. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe... Yeah, some dude couldn't afford to buy his yeah, wife. Right, he couldn't get a turkey, yeah, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll get this duck." Yeah, exactly. Closest it's to me. Yeah. Uh, it's a happy ending, by the way. The 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 duck's fine, <laughs> apparently. Oh really? Yeah, park officials well, said the, the duck doesn't seem to have been weakened by the dart, and for the time being, he embraces not, it. Will not attempt to capture it. Yeah, he's become <laughs> one with the dart, one with the arrow. This guides me. <laughs> it's magnetic. But uh, yeah, there you go. So someone's shooting ducks. With darts, I mean, in some places that's legal, so that's fine. <laughs> but I heard a weird, freaking, maybe not in the park. <laughs> well, I heard an odd law. There was somewhere in the UK where it's legal to shoot a Welshman on a Sunday. Yeah, there's some from some hill. Wait, a there Welshman? Is some, there is some antiquated it, laws that weird, still exist on the books. It's a weird. It was a weird. My friend were going through the weird laws of the UK, and that was one of the laws. I was like, what? One of the one of the, the written laws in in the UK that's still on the on the statute is that uh, you're not allowed to have sex with a fish. <laughs> that's actually on the books. Are you that's, fucking serious? Yeah, that's actually. How would there. you? What, what kind of fish do you get a bat? A blowfish. There we go. All right, <laughs> I got it. Of course. Hey yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what. If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Let's find uh, another one. Someone's arrested for operating an underground bank. Yeah, we did that one too. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they could just start a, a cryptocurrency. I mean, would that right. be legit then? I don't know why they No, they, there was a bank for prostitutes and stuff. You know, all the Vietnamese hookers and shit. I mean, they got to send the money oh, back home. Oh, set his own bank up for that. Yeah, so like all these like But hookers. then to be, ba- to be a bank then, he would have had to like operate as a savings and loans like what, what right. was well no what he did how was how was it a bank and not just some underground it was laundering. more of a money you know that's uh, basically what it was okay. so people gave him money and then like all these hookers and like uh, I guess like the, the east side of like Tokyo and shit they would give him money and then he would take the money and then send it to their parents I see okay yeah so it's kind of like a bank I guess in, the, in the way that all banks operate in uh I, you know, to be honest, it was actually more honest than modern banks we have. I mean, the rates were absolutely fantastic. Well, have you, ever, have you ever looked at the history of banking? I mean, it started with the Masons, and they yeah. essentially did that, right? They Wasn't had it the Knights Templars like, as well? We got a pencil like, hookers. Yeah. Were they, were they not one and the same? I don't know. The Freemasons and the Knights Templars? I don't really know. But. but essentially, the people, they went, okay, if you give us all the money, then we'll make this grow, and we'll give some back. 
We'll, well, we'll give it back to you when you need it. Well, basically, then, I'm not sure the knights did that. They I had swords. Yeah. Like, you want your money back? Money I've back. got well, a sword. You have to sword fight me for it. <laughs> yeah. We pay like 30 yen fee on a withdrawal. They have to sword fight somebody to get their <laughs> yeah. fucking money back. So. Uh, that's how people lost fingers. But it was, like, yeah. it was like when people were traveling down towards, I, mean, I don't want to say the Crusades, but it was, like, it was like a path from the UK, from England down to, I don't know, maybe uh, Italy or where. Well, all roads lead to Rome, right? And yeah, basically, they, you had like a scroll or something to say with the amount that was owed to you. Didn't have the physical like coins with you, so that way you could it's stop like off check. at any point and say, "Yeah, I could have this one." Like it, it was an official stamp that you could use, so you weren't robbed on the way. So you could go there and then claim your your money at a different. Oh, that stop. makes sense. Yeah, that's what that's where I I read that it started. Like that's that was the, the first start of banking. And the, the the first guy that did his last name was what Rothschild? I think it actually, I think it, I think <laughs> right? it may have actually ended up being. I'm not no. kidding. I think it may have been that. Really? I'm not going to put it past the it. old old family. They were they're the Lannisters. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I found a good one here. Okay. A man arrested for appearing naked on another man's third floor balcony. God damn it, we did that one too. But let's do it again. Why not? Well, I just I read the details <laughs> of it. A disturbing incident occurred in Suzuki City, uh, Mia Prefecture, in the late evening of January 3rd uh, a naked man was hitting the balcony window to me okay I read this and it says some dude got lucked out you know he was maybe hanging he decided to pop out for his, on his balcony after his shower and uh, the door locked and so he had to just hope that the other door was open and he went over and now it's a big hoo-ha this guy is too innocent okay well, what does it say no wait dude, well, this guy was banging some chick or whatever the husband came home he's like I gotta get the guy, fuck out of here something like yeah I'm gonna get the fuck out of here and he's refusing to cooperate with <laughs> investigators he's refused to give his identity or motive for taking off his clothes because he doesn't want to give away the game he's obviously been caught you know with his pants down no pun <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were going to say it red-handed, but Red. no. <laughs> Get it? No, it doesn't work. No. No, no, pants down, that's good. But, I mean, to be honest, if there was a... Yeah, if they were naked, I might phone the police. But even so, you'd probably, like... Then they're unarmed, obviously. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, there isn't much something. danger in this situation. <laughs> like, oh my God, he's unarmed, but he's got a heart on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not letting him in. Okay, what would you do? Okay, you're, you 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 want to go smoke a cigarette and stuff? You like open up your like shades and shit. You're gonna go to the balcony and there's a naked guy there looking at you with a heart on. What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> Lock the door, lock the window. I go back inside, lock the window, communicate through the no, glass. No, 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 you're not the naked guy. You're not the naked guy. You're the guy that owns the apartment. You open up the shades and stuff, and there's and the he's guy. He's on your balcony. Yeah, he's on your balcony. He's on my balcony. I you're don't like, know. What do you do? I'd, uh, that's, I'd, that's a police call. I'd say, would you like a towel? Ah, <laughs> oh, you're too nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't Im- imagine some nefarious... Towards me, I'd be like, this guy's in a shit situation, but I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it personally. All right, what if he's smiling? <laughs> depends. <laughs> if you, it depends how long you've been there, to be honest. What if, what if he's rubbing one out? <laughs> well, I would just close the curtains and be like, nah. Well, this just, leave, leave him out there, just close the curtains. Sayonara. It's done, yeah. Uh, speaking of done, the camera's done. Thank you very much, faders, for watching the video. For all you audio faders, <laughs> continue to roll the show. All right, what would you do, Jude? So basically, this yeah. naked guy's on your balcony. You're not going to go out to smoke a cigarette, but maybe you're going to go hang up some, like, maybe clothes or something. Well, first of all, I would think he's fucking crazy, so I would want to approach him. He's naked on my balcony. Well, you're not going to approach He's on the balcony. There's like like about a half inch of glass yeah. separate, or maybe a quarter of inch of glass separating you and him. And he's there and he's naked. He's smiling. He's like, hey, what would you do? That's probably a police call for me. 
You wouldn't let him in? No. <laughs> you wouldn't? <laughs> in this neighborhood? No way. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen my neighbors? <laughs> they probably, no, man. I mean, it's not, I'm there, I, especially I got my wife there. I'm not going to fucking let the guy in. Man, that's true. Your wife's pregnant, too. You don't want a naked guy in front of a pregnant wife. Bad luck. Well, I don't want a naked guy in my hands. <laughs> naked stranger in my house, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, what, right. would, what would you do? Oh, I definitely. Oh, man, dude, I'm sure the guys. I mean, dude, he's got stories. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what happened? And then I fucking hit record. I'm a fucking podcast. I get him on the show. I'm like, dude, come on, tell me what's going on. I give him a couple of beers. <laughs> no, no, obviously, I definitely. I got a but baseball it, bat. I got, his his clothes were not anywhere in the vicinity, or nope. And he's in mums the word. He's not saying anything to the cops either. Time travel. He's like, listen, I'm from the future. Yeah. I mean, they arrived naked. I mean, that's yeah. not Terminator, did it? Yeah. He would turn up on your balcony and you'd be like, oh, uh, that. that's the best. That's I'm the from best. The future. <laughs> I'm from the future. You're going to die if you don't open the door right now. <laughs> yes, I know. I have a hard eye. It's, for, it's, a, it's a time travel thing. Forget about it. <laughs> it's a good prank. You just run into, run into someone and be like, what year is it? Yeah. And then when they tell you, just go, it worked. And then run out. Just run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great! That's yeah, really it good. definitely adds effect if you're naked when you do it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you got to be naked. Yeah, running naked. That's uh, what here it is. Run out. <laughs> but, but you read the story, right? He was bringing a condom. Was he? No, I missed, okay. what? I missed that no, bit. He's like, it's so cold down here. <laughs> to me, that just screams responsibility. He was obviously... <laughs> he's, like, he's the guy that thinks ahead, but yeah. not that far. <laughs> definitely let him in. He's responsible. Come on in. You want a cup of joe? Come on. Okay, I guess... All right, let's see what we got here. All right, this is more current. Okay. <clears throat> um, well, we got a little bit of murder, Jude. Just a little, <laughs> a little bit of murder. Worry about some murder. All right, a little bit of murder. It's been a murder. But, but it's not that bad. The guy's 80 years old. All right, you ready? Oh, the, okay, well, we'll find out. Okay. All right, so police in Kanazawa, Ishikawa Prefecture have arrested an 80-year-old man on suspicion of murder after he threw oil on his 79-year-old wife and set fire to her inside a car. Once again, a sex thing. <laughs> Minus the fire. <laughs> what the... F- Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know how you make those connections, man. <laughs> that is not... That is uh, some guy that was like, well, we're almost done, so... <laughs> we might as well like, get in the show early. And, yeah. uh, well, I mean, when you're that I age. just want a few years on my own before I pass, is what he's saying. He just... <laughs> there's one thing I haven't really finished on my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's something I wanted to do to you for a long time. It's just like anal. He's like, well, there's oil involved. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh. Hey, dark, you went there. Dark, dark. <laughs> Sorry, it's right. a comedy podcast. According to police, the incident occurred around 2.30 p.m. on Friday. A passerby called police and said there was a person on fire in the front passenger seat of a car in a vacant lot, Fuji TV reported. Jeez, that's, that's pretty bad. It's a weird age to be doing shit like that, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> but you figure you experiment with that kind of You've stuff. You've gone through your whole life without murdering anyone. Yeah. And I'm, then right at the end, you're like, well, I'm just going to murder them all. That's like setting them on fire. That's got to be the worst. Like, if I were to choose a death, like, if somebody were to put Not you. Pleasant. If you were, like, in some, <laughs> no. in some situation where, like, all right, you have three choices of death, and that was one of them, that would be my last one. Yeah. What would, your, what would be your first one? Yeah. Bullet, bullet, bullet in the head. head. Yeah, bullet, bullet in the head. head. Oh, dude, you crazy. It's over, like, you know. Dude, overdose. Mm. No, because you're probably all sick and shit before that. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, bullet, it's just you go to sleep and that's it. Bullet in the head, Well, it depends on what you do. Second. It's, it's, fina- it's final. <laughs> yeah. It's like, boom, you're done. You're not fucking... 
but it's messy. And somebody's got to clean that up. For me, you know, you know what I'm going to do? This is from a comedian. This like, thing went out, man. This thing went out? Oh, it's because you pushed the button. I didn't... It was a lack of pushing the button. <laughs> Maybe that was her bucket list. She was like, this is how I want to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. I want a lot of oil all over my juicy body. Oh, <laughs> and I want to be smoking a cigar. <laughs> Maybe he just misunderstood her. <laughs> she just misheard it. I, it was like, she's like, hey, what'd you say? Maybe I want to get hot and horny in here. <laughs> like, With oil. Hot and oil? Hot and oily. Oh, God. What's up, Baders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you can get more out of your got baited experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free. But with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fade On. Yo, faders, it breaks my heart to say this, but once again, we lost audio. We took a little break, and what happened was the microphone wire, I, I guess it got loose or it fell on or something weird, and uh, yes, all that audio bliss was lost forever. And uh, don't worry, it was only two stories, but uh, we'll make up for it in the next episode where we're going to do, I think, ten stories. So we'll make it up for you, and um, we apologize. We're sorry. We are so sorry. See, I can't sing. I, I leave singing to the singers. Speaking of singers, Elliot is an amazing person. We are so happy that he was on the show. Um, Please go down into the show notes and check out his two bands. His two bands are absolutely fantastic. I, I really love Entrada. I'm glad they're back together. Um, they perform really well on stage. These guys are just amazing. Uh, they've been they've been a unit for, I think, uh, four years. But uh, Jesus, when they get on stage, it's like they've been doing it their whole lives. So definitely check out uh, both bands. Uh, Mutekis, though, they're pretty good, too. They're pretty good, too. So uh, check out the Mutekis as well. And... Um, Faders, thank you very much for tuning in to this action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. There was so much action in this episode. Oh my gosh, it's the action kung fu grip episode. Faders, thank you very much. And once again, please go to our Patreon page and uh, support the show. It costs you a beer, and it means the world to us. And um, if that's too difficult, if it's too difficult to go to the Patreon, tell a friend. Tell a friend. That's free. Or also give us a five-star review on iTunes. It does help. Believe it or not, give us a five-star review helps us. It helps the show. It spreads the word. It makes us bigger. And if we are bigger, we drink more. <laughs> and we do drink a lot. Thank you very much for everybody that has supported the show and paid for booze for the show. Faders, we'll see you next week. And once again, Elliot, thank you very much. Peace.
damn shit so convince her. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.